Awesome with Allison. I'm Allison, and my only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at me or laughing with me or learning something new and helpful, I hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here on Pleasant Pictures Studio. I do have my man, Herrick. Hello. But I've also got a treat. She is a tall, cool drink of water. (laughs) (laughs) I have my friend Melanie Day here. Hi, Melanie. Hey, how's it going, Allison? Um, It's going really well because it's like after 10 p.m. and I lured you into our basement. This is just what we do, you know? (laughs) So I've actually only met Melanie once before and then I lured her into my basement as fast as I could it's totally normal totally normal thing to do and I really it really is an honor to have you here Melanie thank you so much for being here so Melanie um is the author of a blog called five years to live.com and your subhead is inspiration to live life to the fullest from the perspective of a cancer victim and how I met Melanie is I did this little open house and Melanie the crazy thing is I never like doing stuff like that. Like, I was like, oh, it's a Friday. People come to my office. Like, I have a sign on my door that says by appointment only. (laughs) So it was just, I just on a whim, I invited people and you came. It's funny because I was hanging out with some friends. We saw, you know, the Instagram post about it and we're like, should we go? I don't know. Should we go? Would that be weird? I know. I know. And and we pull up and we're like, should we go in? I don't know. This is kind of (laughs) weird. And we walk in, and then people are, like, dancing in cake slices, <laughs> and you're, like, totally cool with it. You have us come in, you bring, a, bring us in. Suit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no big deal. And, uh, no, it was, I'm obviously so glad I went because um, now you were so good at making people feel normal when oh, it's so awkward. Oh, thank you. It's she, so, is, she is good at that. Yeah. Oh, that's no, nice. Really, yeah. yeah, so. It's because I'm awkward. I'm awkward, so that works out. We're all awkward. (laughs) That's what it is. So I was talking to Melanie just for a little bit, and you were wearing this really cute shirt, and I was like, oh, I like your t-shirt, and it says five years to live on it, but it just, it looked like a cool shirt that my husband would like, um, like kind of his style, and so I was like, oh, I really like your shirt, and you're like, oh, well... It's my blog, and then that's how we got started talking about your blog. So yeah, my blog, um, I started it last year, and basically, I um, to start from the beginning. I yes, was, I want you. To, and if you're comfortable, if you want to share the story of your diagnosis and at what point you decided to start a blog, and just like where you're at now with your family, and I just realized that you just moved to Utah. Mm-hmm. I'm so lucky. Okay, so <laughs> I'll, I'll let you share. <laughs> I'm a Californian. Yeah, okay, so am I, yes. Um, So I was diagnosed with breast cancer about three and a half years ago, Mm -hmm. um, and I was pregnant at the time, so that was a wild ride. How many Um, weeks along were you? I was about 10 weeks. Oh my gosh. So when I found out, I actually thought I'd have to abort immediately. Yeah. Um, But miraculously, people do this all the time. Yeah. Um, well, maybe so, not like all not the time. All time yeah, like, <laughs> it's possible. I learned that people yeah. are actually doing this. And yeah. I, I'm in this community now on yeah. Facebook of women That's amazing. who have been through the same thing. So um, I started chemo at 12 weeks. Oh, my um, gosh. And it was pretty rough. Pretty rough. Understatement um, of the year. Yeah, I was in and out of the hospital. They yeah. had a little room for me in the labor delivery floor. Yeah. Because um, that was the cleanest place. And, um, 
and now the hospital. Um, and what number baby was this for you? Three. Number yeah, three. Yeah, so I already had two kids. Yeah. And uh, my husband was in law school, so he was just doing everything for us. Um, yeah. So then, so I had, went through the chemo, had a mastectomy, and then I had... All while pregnant. All while pregnant. And then I had my baby, and he was perfectly healthy, still is. Amazing. He's three years old now. Um, after I gave birth, I went through more chemo, and um, just, uh, I was actually cancer-free for a year, mm-hmm. and then about a year and a half ago, I found out that it um, spread to my bones. Mm-hmm. So now I have what they say, um, stage four uh, mm-hmm. terminal cancer, so... They get, they've given me about two to five years to live, hence mm-hmm. the blog, fiveyearstolive.org, and hoping for a lot more than that. Yeah. Um, you know, I believe in Why miracles. Not? Why and not? That yeah. we can find a cure and, mm-hmm. you know, they'll have a treatment plan for me. But I'm also realistic in knowing that I'm probably not going to live to be a grandma. Yeah. And so just living with that day, every day has really totally shifted my perspective on life. I can I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so it's been so, you know, it's funny because I hate cancer. It sucks. Yeah, um, me too. I'd do anything not to have it. Yeah. I'd do anything for other people not to have it, but um, at the same time, it's taught me so much that I'm grateful for it. Yeah. And uh, it's t- it's just given me almost like this new look at life, like yeah. another chance to really do it better yeah. and to try to um, just live better, live life to the fullest and mm-hmm. and spread that message to other people. So I'm just wondering a little bit what that looked like for you, where you went from a place of having the diagnosis, being cancer-free. At what point did you start your blog and decide that you wanted to be public sharing your journey and maybe what that shift looked like for you? Were you sharing online before this happened and what made you decide to want to do it? Because it's pretty vulnerable. Yeah. As somebody who shares online, (laughs) I can say that, and this is even one step more vulnerable to be sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I was not sharing anything before yeah, this. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I was kind of forced into it a little bit because, really? uh, you know, when I was first diagnosed and found out I had cancer, the hardest thing for me to do was to tell people that I had cancer. Yeah. That was so hard for me. And yeah. it's so weird to think back because now it's so easy. I just tell people all the time. Yeah. Like, at the grocery yeah. store, I'm like, hey, I have cancer. Can I get a discount? <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's true. <laughs> I know it would be so good if you did. Um, uh, all kidding aside, uh, yeah, no, I, um, that adjustment of saying it, yeah, yeah. I just, it was so hard, and to my best friends, that was so hard. Oh you, yeah, but um, the ease, the more I, well, the more I did, I only told my best friends, and yeah. I had my mom and my husband tell family, yeah, and then word got out, but then it was always like, so what's happening? You know, what's next? What are you yeah. doing? And I just. To make it easier, I just created a Facebook page where I wrote what was going on so I didn't have to make so many phone calls and tell people. They should just go to this page. Here's what's going on. Yeah. So that's where I started. As As a a Facebook page. Yeah. Okay. Um, It was called... I got breast cancer. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> and then I changed it. You're my favorite person in the entire world. <laughs> so yeah, I... Th- but as I wrote, it mm. was actually really good for me. Yeah. I never liked English, never thought I liked writing, mm-hmm. but I realized it was 
good to get stuff out of my head and on onto paper, yeah. onto the computer. And it was therapeutic for me. Yeah. And um, and I realized that people responded to the what I was saying, to yeah. the message. Yeah. You know? And I had no idea. But and I, it wasn't just people who were in my similar circumstance. It yeah. was anyone. Anyone. Yeah. Um, so did you feel like uh, your Facebook page was extending past circles of people that you knew? Is that what was surprising you? Or yeah, what was the audience like? Yeah, so my friends and then they would tell their friends and mm-hmm. other people would find out. And, yeah. you know, just random strangers, which was weird for me because that's, yeah. that wasn't my intent, you know? Yeah. Um, and other people who had cancer who were reaching out to me. And so I just realized that, you know, I could just keep it this way. And um, I didn't write that much. Um, yeah. And I don't write that much. I need to write yeah. more. I know that. Um, you get to do whatever you want to do. Yeah, it's right? true. It's yeah. My life, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I, but I realized I'm like, I need to write more because I need to get this message out. Yeah. I realized that people need it. Yeah. You know, it, it's something that, um, because I have a unique perspective on yeah. things, you know, I realized that because I've been given this um, death sentence, if you will, mm-hmm. um, I know that sounds harsh, but it's more real to me. Like it's real that my life is going to come to an end sooner than most people. Because of that, like I, I see it. I just see things differently and see yeah. people like totally differently. Yeah. And, um, and honestly, it's a, it's a blessing to me. Yeah. It's beautiful. And so right now I kind of feel, I do feel invincible because yeah. I look normal, right? Like I have hair. You're gorgeous. I have eyebrows, it, it, eyelashes. It really was just such a shock. <laughs> Melanie is six feet. About six one. She's about six one. She played basketball for BYU. I'm talking to her. She has a beautiful smile, bubbly personality, and I comment on her t-shirt. And I mean, it's you just look healthy as can be. I mean, it's a shock. You know what I mean? I'm sure to you too. But yeah. so yes, you look gorgeous. You look beautiful. What would you say was the hardest thing to adjust to? either with the first diagnosis or the second diagnosis. And then what would you say is something that has surprised you that you adjusted to easily or surprised you or was different than you thought? You can pick or choose. Yeah. So many. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I was first diagnosed, initially when I was pregnant, mm-hmm. uh, there was an end in sight. Yeah. Because, okay, I just had to get the chemo, get the... Uh, do the mastectomy, get it out of me, mm-hmm. do the radiation, done. Yeah. Move on with my life. Problem that was solved. the plan. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I could do this. I can handle yeah. it. Um, and so we did it. I was eventually cancer-free, which mm-hmm. my, to me was a miracle in itself. But then the cancer came back. And and how did that present itself? Did you start feeling fatigue or... No, I did I felt normal. I felt yeah. good. So that, it was shocking. Um, yeah. it, w- it went to my bones. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually it was very painful. And yeah. so they d- radiated it to yeah. help. Um, but that was so hard because now it's not do chemo, do radiation, surgery, done. There yeah. is no done. I was told, you know, the medication I sw- began on, I would have for the rest of my life. And anything I do... I'll have for the rest of my life. There was no end in sight. And so, I mean, it was devastating. And I felt like I went through phases. First Mm -hmm. phase was 
all right. You know, I turn to my husband and say, all right, I guess we have to go on that Mediterranean cruise. We've always talked about going on. We've got to do these things, you know, yeah. that we've always talked about doing. Um, and it was a real, um, you know, I felt like it brought us closer and, mm-hmm. and made us realize what we really need to be doing with our lives. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like there was uh, a depression stage where, you know, I wasn't, I was depressed and I'm not, you know, I've, I've never felt that before. Mm-hmm. I never knew what that was like, but, um, I see how real that was, real that is to feel like that. And um, and now I feel like I'm in the stage where I do feel invincible. I almost um, am in denial. You know, I just try to keep myself busy and mm-hmm. active. Um, but there are times when I'm like, when I go to the doctor's office, for yeah. example, like, crap. Realities. I really have this cancer and More it real. really is going to get me someday. So with this new diagnosis, was there anything, you know, kind of like you alluded to, like we need to take that Mediterranean cruise. Was there anything like a habit or something that you had prioritized that you just stopped doing? Like, like again, kind of your attitude of like, I don't have time for that. Mm. Cleaning. <laughs> I respect this so much because we've shared that before because we're self-employed and before we could afford health insurance, we got a cleaning lady uh-huh. because yeah. we our house wasn't clean and it. we were bad at it. Yeah. So cleaning, anything else that you just are like, I don't have time for you anymore. Um, I respect cleaning so much. Yeah, I mean, just uh, deeper things, I guess. You yeah. Know, like, um, like I just don't care that that girl is annoying and she's kind of nerdy. Like, who yeah. cares? Like, yeah. why do I care about that? Yeah. Why am I spending my mind, my time thinking about that anymore? So stuff like that, you know, like there's no time for judging others and comparing myself to someone else and worrying about what they think when I'm doing something dumb, you know, or how I look. I wear sweats and vans everywhere yeah. so I just have to stop worrying about people judging me and judging others so it's just you know yeah that was honestly my first thought after my initial diagnosis is mm-hmm. that because there was someone in my life who there's I no was time judging. for judging other people yeah, and I was that's kind of annoyed amazing with, but I was like why you know yeah when it's all said and done like that doesn't matter and it's a waste of time I, I love that. Thank you. Was there a habit that you picked up or something that you started doing, you know, after kind of the adjustment phase and coming out of that depression? Is there, you know, in that same sense that you stop judging people, are there any other habits or things that you wanted to do more of that you've started doing more of? Um, saving money. Yes. I stopped doing that. Tell me. (laughs) So you have a post on your blog about this and I love this. So I'd love if you, if you talk more about this. So you stopped saving money. Yeah. So my whole life I've been a penny pincher. I just have had that fear that I would be homeless. I don't know why. Or, you know, just have no money. That's kind of ridiculous. In fact, my mom confronted me about it the other day. I don't, but I don't know your backstory. It may, or it may or may not be a rational fear, you know? Um, we were never homeless as a family. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear it. Um, no, I just realized, you know, here I am saving my money and then I'm going to do something with it and then I'm going to save money again. It's like, at what point am I going to enjoy this money yeah. that I'm saving? And I'm missing out on all these opportunities to create memories. And that's what I, that's another thing that I've changed is I'm missing out on all these memories that I could have had. Experiences. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So my whole life, I felt like I did that. I was always so conscientious about money that I just did, said no to so many things. So now I'm trying to say yes, yes. to everything. You know, you someone said yes to coming me, over. Yeah, someone invites me at 10 o'clock at night to come to their basement. I just do it now. <laughs> I'm just going to say yes to that now. So, oh, and I appreciate it so much. But in that same breath, I'm going to ask you how you prioritize your time. But before I do that, will you share a little bit about your kids, their ages, and kind of what your daily routine looks like right now? Yeah, so I have a six-year-old daughter named Allie and then a four-year-old. Good name. Uh, yeah, yeah, Allison. Yeah. Um, and then a four-year-old named Marley, girl, and then a three-year-old named Fletcher. So cute. Middle name Milagre. Miracle in Portuguese. The girls are in school, kindergarten and preschool. We take them to school and then um, I usually work out. Uh, I try to be active now that I feel really good. It's nice that I can be active um, and play basketball. That's where I just came from, basketball game. Love it. Um, And then, you know, lunch, nap time and try to work on... I'm trying to... I'm starting a nonprofit and I'm starting another um, for-profit company and a chemo clothing line awesome i'm uh, so excited i will share the information when it's up and ready yeah yeah and then um and then trying to write on my blog when i can just getting that out and so and then my husband works in salt lake Mm -hmm. and so he comes home and just dinner and hang out with the kids so yeah just simple life (laughs) well the things that matter right yeah so how do you go about prioritizing your time? Maybe share a little bit about your, you've created a bucket list and you have that listed on your blog. And how do you go about prioritizing those experiences? And also because you've talked about, you know, not saving money, which we suck at. So we, we're already doing good at that. Um, <laughs> high five, babe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. How... I know that, um, like the t-shirt that I'm wearing that I bought, you're raising money that way. So, um, how are you prioritizing those experiences and how do you go about scheduling what yeah, you want to do? Um, I'm just trying to make it happen where yes. I never would before. Yeah. I would, it was always, oh yeah, someday I'll get to that when I have yeah. time, when it fits in the schedule, when my husband could get vacation time, yeah. when, you know. Excuse yeah. after excuse. And so now it's just, okay, when's the next thing? You know, I'm going to New Zealand in April. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So amazing. What are you going to do? Um, play basketball. Yes. <laughs> and okay, this is the funny. This, do they have better courts over there? Apparently. Yeah, yeah, okay. The best, this is the best thing. I met Melanie and she had just found out this super exciting news. It's the number one thing on your bucket list. You have to share it because I'll say it wrong. Yeah. That okay. you. <laughs> uh, so number one on my bucket list is the North Carolina at Duke men's basketball game. Yes. I put that on there. Honestly, when I put it on there, it was a joke because no one gets tickets to that game. It's at Duke and Duke's arena is really small. And to put it into perspective, I read a news article that you linked to because I'll do whatever you say now. And it said <laughs> tickets like... The ones you had are like $17,000. There was a ticket listed for $17,000. That's like insanity. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's like past like someone, Beyonce yeah. or on the level of Beyonce, yeah. Beyonce. That's like how I can understand yeah, what's there happening. You there you go. This is Beyonce level. Okay, I'm excited. So, uh, <laughs> so this game I've talked about going to since I was, I mean, I've been watching college basketball since yeah. I was in junior high. Yeah. Huge fan. This game it is like the ultimate sports 
rivalry. Yeah. There's no two teams that are good year in and year out as these two teams are. It's just this heated rivalry. They're I love how you have to explain it to me. You're so sweet. And so how did you go about getting tickets? How did it happen? So So I put on my bucket list um, on my blog. My, so I played at BYU. Mm-hmm. My BYU coaches found out about it, and they went to work without without me so knowing. I just want to say, step number one, you put it out there. Yeah, you made your you Bum made boom. you made your desire known, yeah. which is a vulnerable thing to do, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. I like. But never that. did I think anyone would like help me out with it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I want to give you everything I can, and I just met you, so I'm not surprised at all. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. Step number two, don't be entitled. Yeah, look at the Melanie Day steps to making your dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> so, the BYU coaches wrote a letter to Coach K, who's um, Duke's coach. Um, he's also the USA coach. Like he is for the yeah, Olympics. Olympics. Okay, like cool. He's the real deal. Um, and so they wrote him a letter, and apparently, um, his secretary called immediately and said, "Yes, we want to help." Oh we, my god! We were gosh. really touched yeah. by Melanie's story, and we want to do it. Which is that is like incredible in itself because Coach yeah. K gets. I'm sure he gets requests yeah. for every game. Yeah, and so he, he and he told us that he. We eventually met him, which is cool. But um, he said, I get thousands of requests, you know, thousands of requests. And, you know, I was just lucky enough to be one of the recipients of this kind deed that he did. I mean, he didn't have to do that. He did not have to give tickets to this stranger from BYU, the school way across the country. Uh, You know, I have no connection to Duke, no connection to Coach K, no connection. But he um, granted my wish. It's the energy that you put out, though. Do you like me crying over here? Now I cry. It's it's that positive, beautiful energy. And that is, a. I mean, I believe it's attracting these, be- like, the beauty right back at you, you know? And so I'm so glad that you got number one on your bucket list. <laughs> so you've done chemo while you were pregnant, but you're not doing chemo now. Right. You're, they're not going to have you do another round of chemo. But I do feel like I'm personally getting to the age, you know, my dad's going through chemo right now. I'm at the age where more and more people that I know personally are going through chemo or having the experience of having a loved one go through chemo. I'm just wondering what gifts or acts of service um, were you given that were really helpful? Or like, can you just tell people what to do? Yeah. Tell people how to help. Because I like people, this question. people good. Because people <laughs> want to help. Yeah. And you can also tell people what not to do. I mean, however you want to speak to that. Like, I know that people want to help and people have good intentions. I know I do. And I just remember standing, you know, in in like CVS, just staring at the wall, searching on like Pinterest for like what things would be not stupid to give my dad. And he's my dad. Like I should know what to get him. And so I just would love to hear any suggestions you have. And I'm sure lots of people would too. Yeah, no, that's a great question because I feel like people don't know what to do. It's yeah. true. And then they don't do anything. Yeah, because they're like frozen. Like, oh, yeah. I don't want to do that because then I don't want to offend them. So they just don't do anything. I felt that, you know, it's like when I was in the grocery store when I was bald, I I felt people staring at me and I I was okay Bald with and it. pregnant. Yeah, bald yeah. and pregnant, right? And so I'm kind of weird and awkward where I don't mind people staring at me. <laughs> so I welcomed it. So in yeah. other words, I would initiate conversations with people because I could tell they wanted to say something, but they didn't know what to say. So 
in that regard, my recommendation is say something. And yeah. it doesn't have to be... Um, it just show genuine interest and genuine concern. Because I love that. You know, I didn't mind when, when people said, what What are you going through? Or Really? Um, that or, didn't bother you? No. Well, instead of them just staring at you, yeah, right? Yeah, or just in a, in a nice way where you look like you're concerned. You know, I've had someone come up Not to curiosity. me. Not curiosity. Right. right. I've had someone come up to me and say, you look really sick. Oh, and gosh. Then, you know, so there's a way to say it, but that's not I the way to say yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler really alert. Sick. That's not it. <laughs> so I don't I never minded when um, people were staring as long mm-hmm. as they came up and had a conversation and then to not not do anything um, to. What did you like that people did for I you? I really liked I loved getting packages. Yes, like in the, like in the mail or yeah. I had a bunch of friends do that, and I was yeah. up in Idaho. My husband was in law school. We yeah. were in this little town way up in Idaho, and that was I love that. And it was, and I love the random things, you know, that my friends would send me that were funny. I felt like I needed normalcy, so I liked when people just talked to me normal and not. It's almost like I wanted to get. I almost had to initiate a lot of conversations because I tell people I could tell people were nervous and didn't yeah. know what to say. Which, but okay, so here's one thing that kind of drove me crazy, and I feel kind of bad saying this, but here it is. Um, hey, just let me know if you ever need anything. I'm here for you. Um, if you ever need me to do anything, let me know. Okay, yeah, like I'm gonna let you know when I'm in bed and can't make dinner, and yeah. so that kind of drove me crazy. Um, because so then there was the other there was people who never asked. They just showed up my house with a dinner, and I love that. Even if it was you even know, if even you've if I already, already had made dinner, dinner, yeah, yeah. Just the thought that That's they such were, a good point. That they made that they took action and didn't say, "Let me know if you need anything." Because yeah. when have you ever let someone know if you never. need anything? Never, 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 never. So don't even say it. Like even when, whenever someone said that to me, because I heard it so much, I was just immediately like. It turned me off. Like, well, I'm not going to ask that person. I mean, you know, yeah. that sounds kind of bad, but... No, 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 no. So people taking action, taking just action, doing it, just not doing asking, not Tuesday saying if and when. afternoon, I'm going to take your kids. You know, I'm available then. What day would work better for you? No, and leave it like they that I had to say, okay, this is the day, I guess. So people taking your kids, people bringing you meals, yeah. sending packages, yeah, not leaving things open-ended. Mm-hmm. So what is your favorite tool for awesomeness? And what I mean by this is, do you have a trick that you do for changing your mood or something that you've learned that has made your life easier that you wish other people knew? It could be like a quote or a mindset. Do you have like a tool? Because you're a very awesome person. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and like you said, you have this unique perspective. How do you think you got there? What do you think the tool is? Or is there some sort of shift that happened for you? What's your secret? Share it, Melanie. <laughs> so when I was uh, depressed, mm-hmm. um, was it last year? Last year, about this, exactly this time, actually. Yeah. My birthday is on Friday. <gasps> Happy birthday! Hey, thanks! Um, and so my... Best How old will you be? Are you cool? I'm sure you're cool. 39. 39. I was thinking about that on the way over here. I'm like, what? oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I thought you were I'm like 30. 40. That is what? Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Oh, man. You guys, she doesn't even oh, look 30, okay? Oh, man. Go check her That's out. so embarrassed. No, 39. 40. Sexy mama. Um, no, yeah, I feel like I'm 19, though. I'm pretty immature. <laughs> um, so, 
Uh, what was the question? Oh, uh, okay. a tool for awesomeness. Okay, yeah. So when I was going through that depression phase mm-hmm. last year, honestly, what got me out of it and how I've been able to have a positive outlook mm-hmm. on my situation uh, was a conversation with a good friend. And the conversation was about when I was going to die. It was my worst fear was and probably still is that I will die right before my kids are teenagers and like the worst, most vulnerable uh, phase for them and that they would become, you know, suicidal or get on drugs or, you know, just go off the deep end because of what happened to their mom that she just died. And so that was really, that's what I kind of dwelled on so much. And finally, my friend says to me, you know, and she has teenagers. You yeah. can't, you can't bubble your teenagers, your kids, and not let them have experiences. I realized the person I am today is because of the experiences that I had, that I've had. Some great, some terrible, some I regret. But it's made me who I am, and I am so grateful for that. I'm grateful for the hard times I've went through. I'm grateful for the struggles, for the insecurities that I've had, for feeling, you know, like my voice didn't matter when I was younger. You know, all these things have made me aware of people like that. And so I'm so grateful for that. If I didn't have that experience, I wouldn't be aware of someone who felt lonely or or just any of these other experiences I had as a kid. And so I realized, you know, if that's what my kids are supposed to go through and that's what will happen is supposed to happen, then you know what? I'm not giving them enough credit. They can handle it. They can handle, you know, we can't hold their hand their whole, you know, until they're 18. We have to let them go and have the experiences. And some are going to be really hard to hear of what they go through, but they have to have those experiences to become this better person eventually. And once I realized that and I kind of let go of that could happen, but that my kids will be able to handle it, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And dang it, when I'm gone, I'll just be hovering over them. Yeah. <laughs> and just being like, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> and uh, just protecting them as much as I can, you know? So I think, um, I don't remember what the question was, but. A tool for awesomeness. <laughs> I mean, honestly, a tool for awesomeness, it, it boils down to we can't control everything. Dang. But like on a real level. That's a whole, I mean, I try to control, like, things that aren't as big a deal, right? So. The other thing I would say is um, is just knowing that this isn't the end. Mm-hmm. You know, my belief is that after I die, after yeah. we die, that I will still live. And I will still have the chance to see my kids and my husband again. And so knowing that, honestly gets me through it and gives me hope in knowing that this life is so short. It's such a short part of my um, existence. And that's what I believe. And so that's what makes it um, easier. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is super beautiful and I appreciate it. And if I could give you a magic wand and you could either give everybody something like a trait or a value or like change their mind about something or you could use that magic wand to take away something from everybody what <laughs> would you give them or take away is this oh question gosh. blowing your mind yes it's blowing my <laughs> mind you see this 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Well, because your perspective is so valuable. You're living every day with amazing values in place. And I just would love to know what you want to, you know, what you have inside you that you could give everyone or something that left you that you could, you wish you could take away for other people. If that helps make it any clearer. Oh, so many things. I yeah. Can't you can down. say more than one. Say oh more than gosh. one. Yeah, hey, theme of the night, Melanie gets to do whatever she wants to do. <laughs> <laughs> We've already touched on it, but uh, to take away the to take away judging the judgment. Yeah, it's so easy. It's so easy to do. We all do it every day, all day. I mean, it's hard yeah. to not. And so, if we could just stop stereotyping. If you're telling a joke, you don't have to tell us the race of the person because it's not irrelevant usually. I don't know. I think uh, especially us as women, I yeah. think we're very insecure uh, with a lot of things. You know, we all with our have bodies, our with thing. our looks. Yeah, um, with you know, everything. And so I, I just wish that that wasn't as much (laughs) that we weren't so insecure with, um, with that. And because it affects how we, you know, live our lives, how we engage with other people. So taking away judgment, taking away judgment and insecurities and insecurities. Uh That would be an amazing, amazing magic wand. I know. Right. Yeah. Can we make that? Yeah. I'll get on it. Yeah, <laughs> new product. I like. <laughs> I'm gonna make a million dollars. Let's talk about where people can find you, where you can find Melanie, so you can follow along and you can support her. You can donate to her bucket list or buy shirts or just say hi and tell her how ho- awesome she is, hot and awesome. We'll call that awesome, 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 Melanie. Five years to live dot org. And she's Melanie Day on Instagram. And Melanie, is there anything else that I did not ask you that has to do with anything in the whole wide world? I mean, like food, TV, <laughs> cancer, not cancer, anything that you want to talk about. Dragons. Dragons. Keyboards. You know, whatever. <laughs> Again, theme of the night. Whatever <laughs> Melanie wants to do, she gets to do or talk about. Is there anything I haven't touched on? Okay, so we've talked about it a little bit, but um, just explain a little bit more about my blog, Five Years to Live, and yeah. living life to the fullest, yeah. is I've come to realize, and I kind of stole this from someone I met at a cancer retreat, but um, I realized that I'm, you know, at first I was, but I realized now I'm not afraid of dying, which it used to be a, a fear of mine, you know, imagining yeah. like, is it going to be painful? Like, I just want to know, what is it like? Yeah. I was honestly like fascinated with it, and I would want to like ask people so when Be- your husband before died, you found out kidding. before you found out about your cancer, it before you found no, out about after, your cancer. After, oh, after, after. No, after. I knew okay. I was gonna, you know, just thinking about it, like, oh, what is that like? Is that be super painful? Anyway, so I'm not afraid of that anymore because I realized I could do it. I can get through it. I'm not afraid of dying. I'm afraid of not living, of like not giving it my all, like. Doing my dreams, you know, that yeah. I always said, I want to do that someday. And I just said someday and I never did it. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to write on this blog. I'm going to try to start a nonprofit. I'm going to try to start this clothing line. I'm going to just do all these things yeah. and it's going to be crazy. And I'm going to try to also f- spend time with my family and not ignore them, but try to balance all these things. But I feel like I'm supposed to do it and I yeah. don't know how much time I have and I feel really healthy right now. So I'm just going to do it. And I... And if someone tells me that they're going to go skydiving and 
honestly, I feel like I'll die of a heart attack on my way down. But if someone invites me, I'm going to say yes. Don't anyone invite me. Yes. Somebody invite her right now. We're in Utah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's it. It's like, I am afraid of not living. And I just want to, you know, experience things that are scary and that may be a little bit painful, but I want to do it. And uh, I want to say that I did it, you know? I don't want to have regrets. She's doing it. I'm crying. crying. You're probably crying. (sighs) She's, She's doing it. I love that. Thank you. Um, I have one final question for you. What is your favorite song or type of music uh. to get down Ooh. to? Well, you know, my favorite song to dance to is Busta Rhymes. A Busta Bus. Oh. That's one of my favorite song to dance to. We will link to that in the show notes. (laughs) Clean version. Clean version. (laughs) Yeah, hip hop is what I like to dance to. My favorite music is like um, Eric stuff. Oh, yeah. I love like Shiny Toy Guns. Anyone? Yes. I I went to a Shiny Toy Guns concert. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I used to follow them around. Um, so good. Yeah, music like that. Okay, awesome. Okay, we love it. We will link to her favorite song to dance to. I want to thank again Melanie Day for being here. Five years to live.org. Be sure to go and support her. Show her some love. And I need you to remember this. And I feel like Melanie has helped remind us only you can be you, and you are already as awesome as you need to be. I want to thank you guys so much for being here. So much for listening. So much for your kind comments, your feedback. It means so much to me. I I want to really thank you guys for all of the positive support around um, episode eight. That was obviously a lot to share and you guys have been so supportive. And I really hope uh, that you're finding things that are helping you feel just a little bit more awesome. Eric, what are we going to go out on? Well, I've been extremely inspired tonight. And so, well, I mean, this is from my project, Present as Lord. It's called Love and Kindness. Oh, that's so good. It's a good one. If you're looking to find a way from tradition, you must escape. Travel far and see the whole world. Sleep on couches and strangers' floors. Soon is your friend Love and kindness beget the same We're connected regardless of name And you can sit and try and divide People into different tribes But all you're really serving to do Is separate everyone from you And you can sit and try and divide But all you're really serving to do Is separate everyone from you
Sit and try